0: 10. Whitten, happy friday happy friday to you guess what i just I forgot to rename our our show so it's uh, it's showing up as the tax minimization plan right now but uh <laughs> <laughs> uh i think most of the uh most of them know about uh, about wine and wisdom in the afternoon hey there's Alison. good to see you, Alison. Mate, it's been too long between drinks, mate, way too long. Has been, has been. You've been uh, a busy man and uh, I think I, I let the team down a little bit before that as well. It is, uh, it is. Uh, the big world keeps on turning, but uh, for those uh, dialling in this afternoon, we've got Deanne, uh, Zingesh, Alison, good to see all of you guys here. Hey, there might be a, it might be a bit misleading, the old tax. I've got a little, uh, the tax plan um, every what every investor must know, when it says "Less Wealth Coffee Chat." Maybe I can change it right now. I don't know. Let's see um, if we can do that, Jay. So uh, uh, let me go while you, you're doing that. I'll- You entertain uh, I'll, the people, man, mate. I will. I'll just uh, I'll just shout out there and
1: uh, and just see how everyone's doing out there. By, by the way, if you're dialing in, uh, please introduce yourself or say good day and let us know where you're dialing in from. Just a whack a state. Don't need to put your uh, your legitimate address in there. Um, and uh, I guess I'll just frame up the show for today. So for anybody who's new, this is Wealth, Wine & Wisdom. This started about two years ago at the beginning of the, the pandemic where Jason and I got together to dissect what was going on in the world of legislation, small business, property, investing, banking, finance, all the wonderful world uh, that seems to be so mysterious to many people and made more challenging uh, by the BS that you read in the news on a day-to-day basis. So we got together to try and help our communities out, and uh, and we've loved it. We've we've enjoyed it. Many of you have been on the journey with us now for a good couple of years. Some of you have been with us from the beginning. If you're new, that doesn't matter. You've got, you haven't missed out on anything. The best is still yet to come. Let me tell you about that. So what we try and do is to, I guess, use you know what would be getting up to about sixty years worth of. Uh, Combined knowledge in our and in our individual. Can fields, I say, minor.
0: mate, I'm not that bloody old. <laughs> Combine, combined, Jason. Combined, combined. combined. Uh, of uh,
1: Jason, uh, one of the the true gurus of of property education and property investing in Australia. Uh, when I say true gurus, because uh, that that term gets bandied around a lot, and uh, uh, he's definitely one of the most knowledgeable people I've ever met, and I get all of my counsel from Jason, as many of you guys do and uh, myself in the world of banking and finance, investment management, uh, investment banking both here and offshore. Uh, we've got a first-timer, first-timer, whacking your first name, first-timer, because we're, you're coming through one of our channels where we can't see the name. Yeah, uh, in love to know who you water, are, Facebook welcome. groups, Andy. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Welcome, welcome along. Great to have you here. Uh, and so, look, this is just all about us having a casual glass of wine, debriefing the week, and trying to as I said, demystify some of the BS uh, that's out there because quite often in this connected world, uh, information is not power. The right information is power. And quite often uh, many people are getting led astray by things that I think are going to come up in tonight's conversation a little bit. Jason <laughs> and I have kind of coined it. I think it's maybe been used in different areas, but, uh, but by what we're calling now clickbait journalism. Uh, and so it's to, to help you out with that. So we've got uh, Herman coming in. Good to see you, Herman, or he- see you on our screen, all the way from Perth, dialing in early, finishing up a Friday
0: early. What would be uh, 3 o'clock over there now? Uh, John. John, great to have you here, John. It's, Big um, shout out to John. And uh, we've got a few of the regulars. Um, yep, no swearing today, Jeff. Yeah, keep, <laughs> uh, keep it PG. Well, we might call it keep it MA, uh, but, you, but we can't promise anything. <laughs> um, and, um We've already got a couple of questions. Alison's saying, hey, Andy, what's up? What's the go with the share market? Things have looking a bit sad lately. Andy will uh, dive into a bit of that later on, I'm quite sure. Quite sure. And um, we've got uh, – hey, mate, uh, there we go. I didn't know we could rename the show as we were going along. So done and dusted. We are on track. Wealth Wilding Wisdom is back and um, great to hang out with uh, you, my friend, and uh everyone online, fantastic to have you guys here. We've got Melinda all the way in from Melbourne. Um, a bit of a uh, national show here. So yeah, as you dial in, folks, give us uh, give us a shout out where you're from. Love to chat, uh, love to see that in the chat. Um Andy, as we go along, there's usually a little bit, well, there's a rough, a rough structure to what we get up to. Mate, we're um, pretty rigid with <laughs> our structure these days uh rough structure but folks what we usually try and do uh in the first part of the show is we try to talk maybe about what's in the news and um you know see what is going on out there plenty to discuss in the news one of the things i think uh uh jeff was saying that uh old uh, uh a bit of a bit of a laugh from um, an impersonator crashing the Prime Minister's press conference. <laughs> it'd be it'll be good to see that. Anyway, I'm gonna track that down later, Jeff. So uh thanks for uh thanks for giving us the the shout out. Um and um there we go. Yeah, Jeff uh already we'll be talking about that a bit later on. All the coins collapsing. Yeah, we've got that on our radar as well. Uh so a little bit what's in the news. Uh we certainly uh, want to hear from you guys. What questions do you have? Alison's saying, hey, what's going on with the stock market? Jeff's going, what's, what's going on with these coins, these digital coins, Andy? And um, certainly, folks, we're going to talk about maybe some things you should know. Like Andy said, our experiences combined, 60 years, that's bloody, that's pretty chunky, eh? Um, and uh, there you go. It's getting there. <laughs> uh, you, oh, hang on, I was wondering what you were talking about there. <laughs> the experience, it's,
1: mate, it's uh, getting up there. There's yeah, a few grey hairs really. on my head now. Not on yeah. yours. You're, you're young. You're the
0: Queenslander of the two and uh, <laughs> looking as sharp as ever. I'm uh, I'm starting to get dated, I think. Mate, uh, all good, mate. Um, all of you, Len, and, um, you know, Spend some time in the sun or something, whatever. <laughs> hey, but oil listen. of Yuleland, mate. That's showing your age. I reckon I don't think we've seen an oil of Yuleland ad on television since risky business and Tom Cruise. I, my mum used to make uh, oil of Yuleland, so there you go. Um, yeah, oil oh, well, used to use, used to use the oil of Yuleland, and um, so that's mother's where magic, I, yeah, mother's yeah, secrets, yeah, mother's magic. Well, um, and also, mate, uh, I went on a bit of a trip the other week, folks. Uh, I bought myself. More wine than I can poke a stick at. Uh, uh, so, Andy, I'm going to have some fancy wine club. <laughs> <laughs> so, what are you drinking today, mate? That's that's the big question. Uh, well, what have you got I did open this the other day. It's not a bad little drop, a little Pepper Jack, pepper jack? Uh, Malbec. Yeah, it's nice. It's nice yeah. little nice little drop. And how many weeks has that been open? Uh, only one, but I just <laughs> got to finish this off, and then I'll get onto the good stuff, Andy. Um, <laughs> Might be
1: running uh, solo next week
0: okay. with uh, the old wine and wisdom. But uh, I'll be able to show off Mother my wine. I, I was, I, folks, uh, some of you guys might know Sam Saggers. Uh, Andy does. Andy called me in the middle of you Sam do. and I drinking, drinking a few uh, cheeky taste testers. We were down in the Barossa Valley in Adelaide and uh, we were doing a little bit of a, a jaunt there, but um, we, uh, we decided to buy some wine. Well, I did anyway. And uh, I thought I was buying three bottles uh, each for myself and Sam of this very nice wine. Uh, and I filled out the form wrong and I bought three uh, cartons each of this very nice wine. So um... <laughs> so we're going to be doing a uh, Wealth Wine and Wisdom uh, week uh... live at, from Jason's house. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think it's going to take more than a week to drink all that wine. But we're stocked up and ready to go. We are ready to go for the rest of the year with Wealth Wine and Wisdom, folks. But, uh, Andy. What's in the news in your neck of the woods, mate? Lots going on in the world of the share market, you know, et cetera, et cetera. I think you should kick off this week's proceedings um, because the folks want to know what's happening with the share market, what's going on with inflation, et cetera, et cetera. Mate, well, uh, there's there's a lot in there. Uh, I think um, I'll start off
1: with a little bit here. Um, so what's what's in the news? Well, unfortunately, these two Muppets. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> What an absolute colossal failure of common sense. Uh, gee, um, mate, I, it's not even worth talking about, is it? Uh, um, move on. Uh, we'll move on. Far <laughs> out. I'll tell you what. But uh, I think this might actually become a little bit of a new
0: segment uh, in, in the our- Clickbait. I think it'd be a great segment. Tell me, folks, what do you guys reckon? Shall we review the Clickbait headlines from the week before? I think that'd be a great segment instead of what's in the news, because that's a bit dull. The clickbait segments, um, uh, I think that would be a good segment. Let us know in the chat if you reckon that's the go. But, Dandy, what is the clickbait going on out there in the headlines, mate? Well, I I found this, and this was from uh,
1: clickbaitjournalism.weebly.com, and I loved it because it it actually had there uh, clickbait journalism versus uh, real journalism, a battle to the death, which one will survive. And (laughs) I thought absolutely absolutely uh, isn't that absolutely true um so yeah we'll we'll jump into some of the clickbait we, i just we've wanted got to a
0: couple of, we've got a couple of votes chris and jeff are in so yeah, uh, yep, that, that's clickbait. good we only need we only need one or two votes and we're in all, right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all those in favor say aye it's a yes for okay, me Okay, <laughs> it's a yes um i do want to use this actually just to to plug a little bit that happened and i haven't told you about this yet jace uh what's been happening on my Facebook, Uh, a little bit of clickbait in itself, Uh, had one of my posts go up and then I saw myself and I'm like, oh, Fenton Financial, It's the author. Thank you, Binance, for this initiative. And I was thinking, what the?
0: bloody hell i've got thinking <laughs> is, I, I thought about giving you a call jason <laughs> you want my page, Jace? what are you doing on my bloody facebook <laughs> so
1: if you ever see any of these cretins uh you know bobbing around your facebook don't listen to anything it is total and utter bs they've literally created another fenton financial page looks exactly like mine little bastards and uh, uh and then they started dropping comments on on my facebook page so look if 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 anybody sees these idiots I've reported them to Facebook uh, but uh, if you see it around it is not me please I'm not endorsing any of this You're Absolutely. looking
0: at the real Andy Fenton right here all right <laughs> 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 I
1: almost need to I almost uh, need to reframe it don't I?
0: I think Alison was like, "Yeah, you you drink too much wine on on Wine and Wisdom Friday, Andy," and and started to post random stuff. <laughs> I really did. I, I was just sitting there going because it just looked like me, and
1: and finally I actually pressed on it. it. Took me a little while to figure it out. Finally, I pressed on it, and I went to a ghost site. So, uh, so the the world is uh, weird and wonderful. Uh, but mate, mine's probably more in the the the, the what you should know field. Uh, for, for this week. So I might throw yeah. it back over to you because I know some of the things that you've got uh, in preparation for it and I've kind of dovetailed a, a few bits and bobs on mine. So uh, for those of you who are interested up. in inflation, for those of you who are interested in, um, you know, stock markets, for those of you who are interested in these various different fields, we're going to come back to um, the seasons of stimulus and we're going to come back to, you know, what season we're in and how to look at investing uh in a landscape in and amongst all this clickbait journalism. There's too much to choose from, Jace, but I'm hoping that uh that you've actually found 90% of it
0: because all you have to do is is actually just watch the news. <laughs> that's that's all you have to do. Well, well well I've been telling people for years to stop watching the news, Andy, but um we'll see how we go. Um but listen, uh let's have a bit of a go at um some of the things in my neck of the woods. Certainly uh real estate space is uh, is an interesting interesting time uh, right now too, uh, oh. unless you've been living under a rock. You know, there's a few things going on, uh, and what's going on, I'll, we'll talk about the old interest rate rises in a minute, but for me, as a property investor, maybe for you too, folks listening at home, um, the property world uh, has got two major issues and a third looming. Um, number one, trying to rent something is insane. Insane. All right. I was chatting with my brother uh, just recently up here and this is this is not an isolated uh, conversation. you know uh, one of the guys who was renting uh, a, th- a four-bedroom house uh, in Pimpermar, uh, renting for 450 uh, the lease changed and now renting for 780. overnight, 780 like just do the math on the upswing. Rent right now if you are a property owner uh, well an investment property owner by the way. Uh, is looking pretty sweet. Check out these vacancy rates. Team, check out those. Every city is under 2%, which is insane. Let's say it's insane. We have five, six, five, five of the major cities, five of the major cities in this country under 1%. Andy, that means there's nothing to rent. Folks, listening in at home, there is well, not part of the, the population. population
1: is 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 transient, or is it's the same sort of thing as uh, uh, as employment statistics, isn't it? Right, there yeah. there is part of the part of the world that will not be employed through disability, through um, just don't want to be, uh, through other factors. So when it gets low enough, it's zero is not zero. Zero is is in
0: in in, in uh, the employment data zero is four percent four percent dead dead right and so you know in the world of renting a property zero is not zero you're dead right zero is one percent right one percent is zero like there's nothing and, and you know allison here you know boom you know uh what's that uh you know 75 you know 75 five dollar increase in rent like that's awesome that is fantastic and this is only just beginning Andy. We are we are still on the downward slide folks of the worst rental crisis Australia has ever seen and it's only getting it's only going to get worse for people who are renting. It's only going to get better unless the government gets involved which fucking Andy oh, you know fuck. excuse the French you know, both you oh, and I know yeah. that like, if they get involved, it'll be a cluster. However, no, what about that peanut? What about that peanut? <laughs> like, how, how to curb
1: property prices, put more incentives in there. I was thinking, go for it, Albanese. Go for it, mate, because oh. property investors will have an absolute fuel day. It. It'll be like, yeah, yeah.
0: Oh, let's give away some more free money and and, and pump up the market. What well, bloody turkey. Oh, these idiots. <laughs> that's, that's unbelievable. <laughs> uh, so, mate, you know, the... The vacancy rates, Sydney is already under percent. As we sit here right this moment, right now, Sydney is already under one percent today, because it takes two to three months to flow through to these stats. Melbourne is well on the way. Ladies and gents, before and like I'm telling you right now, before we even start, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna delay this. There's something coming, and a few of you guys who who are in the mentoring program, the coaching mentoring program know this what's coming in the next 3 to 5 years that is just going to explode rents and put like insane pressure on this put that in the chat for me while i sort of talk about the next part
1: is that the-
0: <laughs> i'm glad i bit my tongue there it was a horrible thing that was in my head <laughs> ah andy andy uh, well and you know housing approvals down 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 they go from extreme lows already folks immigration boom Allison, Chris, all over it, immigration. Tim, there's a million people coming, folks, in the next four years. Like I, like what? Anyway, we'll talk about clickbait <laughs> in a second. <laughs> <laughs> Olympics, Commonwealth Games. Hey, listen, we got the Olympics, we got the Commonwealth Games. Commonwealth Games coming to Melbourne. Like uh, newsflash, to- to-
1: Jason, uh, athletes are now
0: staying in TPS. <laughs> uh- <laughs> <laughs> Where are they going to bloody stay? Oh, yeah. Well, it's going to be good for us if we own real estate. So that's what I, I, I'm pretty pumped about that for all my clients, your clients, Andy. You know, we're, we're all real estate um, uh, real, real estate invested, which is great. I'll throw this over to your side, Jace, because this
1: isn't something which we've spoken about before, but it's something uh, that I used to talk about. It literally, just came into my head just now and used to chat about it when I was over in, in London because you look at, you know, prices of real estate anywhere near metropolises of, of Italy, in, in France, in, you know, some of the major, you know, w- very long established, hundreds of thousands of year sort of uh, locations. International cities, yeah. Yep. And property is, is a, a, an intergenerational
0: wealth transition. I, right? you, know, and- you just cannot get in. And and some people rent intergenerationally. Is is that intergenerationally um yep. as well, Andy, in some of those cities. Not only ownership because you can't get in, but the renting. You know, you pass the lease on after 30 years of renting yes. to your yep. to your children as well. And Australia's such a young country. We we like one of the best things that you could ever do, folks, for your investment, um, Capacity is to visit other countries and and oh. ask about the the investment concepts that you invest in in let's say Australia and ask how they've you know gone overseas, which is brilliant. So listen, and it and it's not going to get any better, Andy. You know, um, housing approvals have fallen. The problem uh, right now with interest rates going up ever so slightly at the moment, but they will continue to go up over time. That's going to affect developers as well, ladies and gents, and that is going to affect. Not only developers, but the cost of houses. Uh, this is—I—I I, I don't even know why the government's not talking about. Well, I do because it doesn't win votes. They don't care. Um, <laughs> they, they, it's not on the radar. It's, it's not it's, on the radar, mate. It's—it's it's a disaster already here, and they're going. Oh, I'm going to give some free money to first home buyers. Well, shiver me timbers, that's not going to fix our problems. That actually made it worse. Um, giving away money, by, like drunken sailors, was was the dumbest thing to do. So, so, um,
1: what, so, so, Mr. Albanese and uh, and and uh, Morrison, what do you have to say about that?
0: <laughs> yeah, Exactly, exactly, <laughs> exactly. exactly. Point, point the finger, point the finger, yeah. and change the topic, mate. But but have a look at that, there, folks. Existing properties for rent, and uh, you know, down significantly in both metro and regional areas. And it's only going to get worse. What what were you and I talking about today? We were talking about building an Airbnb portfolio, right? Yep. The other thing that's coming right now, team, is that uh, investors are putting their properties back. They're taking them back out of the long-term market and putting them back in the Airbnb market. Andy, there's 600,000 properties. I'm going to say that again. 600,000 properties. How many 600,000, right? (laughs) Properties. That were in the short term letting market that are going to systematically come back. There's 200,000 in Queensland.
1: Well, mate, we we, uh, take out. Yeah. It's going to
0: extract supply from the market. Now, when
1: we're chatting with our clients,
0: uh, you know, uh, where they do have properties, we're, we're telling them to do six month leases now. Uh, no. it, it is absolutely essential, and um you know you don't want to get caught in long leases right now because not only Andy over the next twelve eighteen months the interest rates will will go up a little bit yep uh so you can't have your costs increase folks and not be able to increase your income that's 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 not a good move so well, you know, economically if, one would
1: argue jace that it's probably. Uh, not for the benefit of the country, and because if you end up with too many defaults, it actually puts a lot of pressure on the banking
0: system. Yeah, yeah and you don't want that. You you don't want that at all. And um, well, because you know, that
1: perpetuates the problem. The banking lending freezes up, and then and then it's yeah. a real nightmare.
0: Well, you know. Uh, you know, there's there's a bit of talk about oh, property prices going down. Clickbait bullshit again. Oh, you know, interest rates go up, property prices going down. Clickbait headlines, rubbish. Uh, the 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 ability for us to have access to finance, Andy, is 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 what will limit property prices mm. at the moment. Right now, touch wood, there is there is it's actually a very good supply. The money supply is actually. Better than it has been in years right now, which is good because the world just got richer. You know, every Aussie who owns a property is significantly richer than they were three three years ago. Uh, I, I got a heap of stats the other day that I did uh, talking to all of my clients about this stuff, uh, and you know, if you have a look at the um, the average Australian, there was two hundred billion dollars this year alone. Added to savings, savings. So yes. people saved two hundred billion dollars, right? Um, there was a record two hundred thirty-two billion dollars put into people's offset accounts. Andy, like, like off the charts. A record housing market gain um, in the last six months of twenty twenty-one of one trillion dollars. In five months. One trillion dollars. Like like and, and and the hits just keep coming, team. Like, you know, it's well the it's, money has to flow somewhere. It has to it find has its, to it's flow. resting
1: mark. Yes. And there there's a ramification that comes from injecting a ridiculous amount of money into the global economy. Like like believe like whether you believe it or not, and you know, there's been good that came of it, but it was it was just this gravy train where America did it so everyone else started doing it, helicopter money everywhere. Um, and some of it was needed, like some of it was definitely needed. A lot of it was misplaced. Uh, and the end result, though, is that it's going to shift asset prices. And that we've been talking about that ever since the money started landing. It will shift asset prices. It will shift real asset prices the most and real asset being food, Farmland, pro- well, basically property. Um, it's it's going to move those assets, and those are then slow to uh, give up their gains. Yeah. Whereas oh. the share market will do that very quickly. It'll give up its gains very quickly, and then it'll bounce back and take them back up on a roller coaster ride, um, the same sort of way. Yeah. Uh, but property will wait for the rest of inflation and things like that to catch up with it Not talking about commercial property on my side uh but you know i'm assuming you know real uh, uh, resi real estate is probably a similar dynamic
0: well here's the drill um you know the idea that uh, interest rates have gone up ever so slightly and they'll they'll march up andy folks listening in they're going to march up to maybe four to four and a half percent maybe five right that's that's the number we all know that. It's already priced in. Andy was al- already saying this months ago. The market had already priced it in. The cash rate marching up to 2.5%. Then, you know, there's a margin that the lenders need to make. They'll put on top of that. You know, that makes it, you know, 4 to 5% depending on where you're borrowing the money from and then you've got to on-sell it. You know, what does that do? Uh, well, that just makes, you know, things interesting. To be honest, it's actually very good for the economy for that to leave the bottom and march up a little bit, right? And uh, it's not going to go too much higher than that. I can tell you right now the, uh, the interest rates um, for investors aren't going to be as impactful as owner-occupiers. However, listen up, folks. This is really interesting. This is really important. For the last five years, whether whether I've complained about Apra more than I can more than I can remember, Andy, <laughs> yeah. but yeah. those bastards, right? Um. So, but what they did do uh, five odd years ago, or whatever it was, uh, they did make every every um lender uh have a a significant buffer for the, somebody's ability to afford a loan. Five years ago, that was two point five percent on top of the interest rate. Anyone have a guess? Andy, can you guess what the interest rate for a mortgage was five years ago?
1: Uh for a
0: mortgage five years ago, ooh, I'd be saying
1: seven. Uh, hang on, COVID to five, five percent, three, five four, percent. five, five to seven.
0: Yep, 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 five percent. Everyone's like, woo, five percent—that's cheap." Yeah, good money,
1: right? And I, um, I remember, at a business perspective, Jace, when when mortgage rates hit four percent. And you could lock them in for three years. I was telling people to lock them in from a uh, from a business perspective because I was yeah. like four percent, and you've you've got four percent funding out of equity in your investment properties for your business, and you're you can turn that into twenty or thirty percent EBIT. I'm like that. I I was like, this is a great opportunity for business people. This is a great yeah. opportunity because interest rates are so low. Let's lock this in, and then you do your job and and you use that equity to to build the business. And, mate, that's why business has boomed, nothing to do with governments, nothing to do Nothing to do with, like, don't let those um, meatheads actually claim any of the credit for the small business economy because they deserve none of the credit. The reason no. why business has, has gone well is because they're able to borrow low, inject, and, Mark, what, all of you are business owners out there, you know. You put your, uh, your proverbials on the, the chopping block every day when you go to work and, and, and feed the team and feed the nation and feed the, the politicians through our tax bills. But when that got p- below 4%, there, I remember in my mind, I was like, this is a real opportunity for small business. Uh, this is where you can take money out of your house. You can deploy it into the business. You can monumentally screw up your gro- growth plans, and all you have to do is actually do better than four percent, five percent, and and that's and where you the business started to really uh, hit its bootstraps.
0: Well, mate, at that point in time, APRA was already, already whether we like it or not. Which, like I said, they annoy me, but um, you know, they said to every person who was borrowing at four percent there had to be already built in to the, the loan a 2.5% on top of, call it 4%, which was 6.5%. So five years ago, anyone got a loan uh, longer than five years ago, Andy, could already on their income at that point in time afford a 6.5% interest rate, okay? So this is this is the stuff that, you know the media miss well the media fucking miss everything. But anyway, they're <laughs> fucking turkeys, right? So you know, so now if someone got, let's say, let's say Andy, someone got a three percent interest rate just recently, okay, just recently a- in in the last two years, okay. Uh, on um, uh, on October six, two thousand and twenty one, Apra actually increased that three percent that that uh, 2.5% to 3%. So if you got yourself a 3% loan and on top of that, the ability for you to service, you can already, folks sitting at home, you can already afford based on the income that you had at the point of when you qualified for that loan, you can already afford a 6%. So tell me, how the hell is property prices going to drop 50%? It's ludicrous. It's like all these people are going to sell their houses discount. It's anyway. If anyone wants to sell their property at a big discount, give me a call. I'm buying. And so, is Andy, <laughs> it's not going to bloody happen. Now, what will happen, Andy? You and I know this: people's ability to borrow into the future may reduce from today. So these heady heights of the last maybe one year maybe one year may adjust backwards the last one year of borrowing and property prices in some areas might adjust backwards right Uh, maybe about 5% that's not going to end the world I can tell you that right now so that's where we're at with mortgages mortgage rates owner occupiers are exposed a lot more than investors Andy and um, you know the reality is, for those guys, they need to make sure they've got a few bucks set aside. And the average stats show that there is a lot of money tucked away, savings, offset accounts, uh, you know, incomes going up. It, it, there's some good things going on for for the average Aussie uh, right now. Depending on the industry you're in, there are some industries that really had an absolute prick of a time of it in in COVID. Um, but there's a lot of industries that actually went all right. So, house prices, unit prices, adjusting the smidgen, the rolling conversation. We're talking like monthly, which is, I think it's a ludicrous conversation, like, like <laughs> managing properties monthly. Um, but um, this is very normal. What happens, team? Things go up, things adjust down. That That is absolutely normal. We won't reverse. Um, from the previous gains, it'll be fine. So stick in there. Probably is the long-term plan, and to be honest, shares are a long-term plan as well, unless you're a good-time Charlie trader, which Andy and I don't like in any way, shape, or form. Um, but there you go. Here's what else is going on. I talked about this before. Last but not least, there are a lot, and I mean a lot, of people going to enter the Australian um, economy. They're going to be skilled, Andy. They're going to have jobs. They're going to have income. They're going to have money. And um yeah, it if the government just gets on with it, then things are going to crack on. Um and there's Deb. Hello, Deb. Good to see you, mate. Uh, hey, Debs.
1: <laughs> what, well this this is the interesting thing. Now, well, there's many interesting things apart from I oh, know you got one more to go. One well, this more to
0: is go. part where I throw to you, Andy, bit of consumer.
1: Well, let, let me next. just uh, put yeah. an anecdote. Uh, so coming into the end of financial year, get together with a lot of business owners, uh, we're talking tax. we talk tax from, from March onwards. We're getting Paul Sidorovsky to come in and talk tax with us on Wealth, Wine & Wisdom. It was meant to be tonight, but it might be next week. Uh, we'll certainly be doing it uh, in with your mob and my mob uh, next Tuesday, uh, this coming Tuesday rather. But uh, when it comes to migration and when it comes to you know p- people entering uh, the australian workforce at the moment uh the the biggest conversation that we've been having is where do you get because when it comes to talent and we call them talent but there is staff in business staff is a stick which you hit people with talent are people that you love and appreciate and and, and love and appreciate you in business and you want to work with talent everyone wants to work with talent uh even talent want to work with talent. That's it. But when you have such uh, a, a squeezing on 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 free movement around the world, then you allow pe- you 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 stop allowing people who love agriculture getting from Ukraine to Australia, as an example, and and working out in Australia because there's great opportunities in agriculture in Australia. Uh, so, but this is going to unwind, and some of the, the conversations that have been we've been having in the in the me, small to medium business community more recently is where are they? It's not how do we get them, because that's not the question. It's where are they? Because once we know where they are, um, or who and how to target them, then then the rest becomes a affair complete. Then we start to target and we start to go, and, and this was a conversation that happened more recently, which was in agriculture, what, are, what about all the displaced farmers from the Ukraine? What about all the displaced people who, live, who are in agriculture in the Ukraine? And this isn't just in agri, this is in all different business sectors, but these are the questions that are being asked. So throwing it back over to you, Jace, what do you think, small business being the biggest employer and the biggest taxpayer in Australia is going to be doing uh, now,
0: right now, is they're going to be finding people wherever they are. Yeah, and, and you know, Andy, you and I have been, you know, looking for people like we've been advertising. I've got um, endless ads out in the marketplace right now um, and I've talked to many other business owners in in the same way. I was just chatting with uh, my accountant the other week and uh, there are auditing jobs. There's over 1,000, 1,000 auditing jobs in accounting, over 1,000 auditing jobs on the East Coast alone. That 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 can't be filled, right? They don't have auditors out in the West, mate. They just (laughs) just stamp it, don't they? They just go, good enough. (laughs) Good enough. Well, there's Harry so there's there's definitely Harry it's perfect timing. Harry we're talking about you, the accounting world. Um, so you know there's certain there's certain skills, there's certain things that are just at a shortage uh I've got a client, uh, Andy and I work uh, a lot with uh vets, doctors, uh dentists in that sort of medical world, and uh, I've got a client who's a dentist, he owns. Three or four dentists, uh, not 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 dentists. Sorry, um, vet veterinary uh, surgeries. That's what and, happens,
1: Jason, when you drink a wine that's two months. So it's not the yeah. alcohol that's hitting you; it's actually the poison.
0: That's I'll, uh, that's. I'll, I'll get a text message from my wife in a minute saying, "Get off! you slurring." <laughs> but uh, back to the story. Um, so my client owns vet practices, veterinary practices. For the first time in 13 years he's had to go back to the veterinary practice and be a practitioner because there's no vets Uh, and he said it's been that way for a long time what would happen is he would get vets directly from the uk because there was an oversupply in the uk there was an undersupply in australia and he would get employment visas for them and, and that that's how it worked so there's, there's lots of industries. I think that the mining industry is, is going to need significant amounts of employees. You and I both know people uh, in that space. They, they, they'll, and, they'll go yep.
1: straight back to, to, to Asia. They'll go straight back to Vietnam. They'll go to yep. South Korea, they'll, where a lot of the, the force came from beforehand. Yeah. Philippines. Yeah.
0: Yep. Yep. So, you know, uh, the good part about it is that most of the jobs are high-earning jobs. You know, that's good for the economy, that's good for business, that's good for, you know, buying houses, that's good for paying rents, all of those things. So I I, I think there's plenty in there and, um, you know, just in our little small neck of the woods when we, you know, the circles we travel in, Andy, you know, there's, there's not a business owner I know that, that is not on, that doesn't have a job ad out right now going, you know, Yep. I need someone. I need I need someone now. You know, um, so it's there. The pressure is there. Lots of lots of ability for new people to absorb jobs. And like you said earlier, Andy, like like four percent unemployment is zero percent because the other four percent don't want a don't want they don't want a job. They're not interested. So or can't or can't physically or can't, do it. Or can't physically yep. do it. So. Yeah, and it's, it's yeah. going to be – oh, shit, mate. I think it's been the quote of the the last three years. It's going to be – it's interesting time, folks. It's interesting. <laughs> It's it's always interesting times, isn't it? But it's just interesting in a different way. Yeah, the, These are
1: all problems that small business solve. Mark my words, government don't solve them. They create the problem. No, they're um, right. Small business actually solves these problems. Yeah. And so to give a bit of insight into some of the things, like, so, because investing is also a world of – when you think of high risk, and so when, when you think of investment portfolios in general, uh, there's this thing that Harry Markowitz came up with a long time before you and me, Jase, uh, were around. When we were uh, whippersnappers. We still, we still <laughs> invest based on the economic theory that he came up with. Won a Nobel Prize over it. Uh, but ultimately it says that you you diversify and yada, 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 all that kind of horse shit. Um, I don't necessarily believe in ever putting money into an asset class that is declining in order to just diversify your risk. I think I think it's ludicrous. Silly sausage, yeah, exactly. But I think all asset classes, uh, you know, in the growth space, you, they have safer asset classes and then they have more high-risk stuff. And so some of the high-risk stuff that I think we're going to see and, and, and it's going to come from a necessity because the government Mark, mark my words. They won't get their ass into gear fast enough to be able to solve the migration, employment, property equation. The migration, <laughs> employment, property <laughs> equation.
0: And it's the it's the three Kahunas, right? It's the three big Kahunas. So uh, we, we've got a few clients who already uh, are, and
1: when I say a few, we're talking about ten plus who are already looking at going, how do I invest my funds back to buy real estate, convert the real estate somehow into short-term accommodation? So this is kind of back early mining boom-esque kind of days, but instead of just building a big property for everyone because the government will not get their ass to gear fast enough to do that. Uh, so now they're going, well, how do we take the small amount of land that we've got and create more opportunity within that small plot and th- this is what small business are doing now right across Australia in every single state uh, bar nor I can't talk to aCT Northern Territory or tas because I just don't have the conversation I haven't had the conversations there every other state this conversations is taking place so how do and it's how do we create those opportunities and their real estate opportunities and I reckon that you're going to see Little venture funds pop up around these sorts of things. Little private lending pop up around these sorts of things, and potentially ridiculous yields on, uh, on some very very niche type of property in in the next you know year to two years. <laughs> Buyer beware because it will go up as fast. Uh, it'll go down as fast as it goes up. But these these are how small business owners try and solve the problems that are
0: created by poor policy. That. You know, there's a thing right now called um, uh, rent uh, uh, build to rent. So there's a bit of a trend where the the governments are encouraging large institutionals to come in and build, you know, fucking slums, basically. You know, so uh, because it worked uh, well in India. Yeah, it's it's again, it's just a ludicrous conversation like what happens is investors bring great stock to market investors are an absolute backbone especially in the Australian and New Zealand economy of bringing stock to market and you know the the governments are just so short-sighted when it comes to this stuff and they mess with it so many times Andy I loved one of those presentations you did you know over the last you know, I was 20 years you know, they've changed the super rules like 35 times or something. It was a, it was a ludicrous amount. You're like, how the hell can you plan? How can, like anybody, like, you know, you go, all right, well, you know, have a 20 have a year financial plan because we all know it takes 15 to 20 years to get your wealth in, a, in an amazing position. But, you know, how many times are they going to change the rules in that time? You know, Andy and I talk about this all the time, folks. The number one risk to your wealth is the bloody politicians. <laughs> it says they're the menaces. They're, they're, they're the menaces, you know, um, and then there's the media and stupid decisions, <laughs> those guys right there. Uh, yeah, but, you know, there you go. But any, listen, you know, bit of consumer sentiment, which is this clickbait rubbish, right? Like, you know, have a look at that. You know, you know people feeling confident enough, whatever that might mean, um, to get on with consumption, uh, you know, is down. But, um, you know, what's going on out there in in the world of a few different asset classes, mate? You know, I- inflation uh, and sort of, you know, some asset classes that people thought were defensive or, you know, um, a good idea. You and I called these. <laughs> the old coin. <laughs> the old coin. Uh, yeah. geez, when, when that little thing falls
1: out of your pocket, doesn't it fall quickly?
0: Yeah. It, I mean, they're super fast fallers, right? So, you know, from the highs of you know, 90,000 to, you know, lows of, you know, now 40,000 here, you know, so it's a, a pretty significant thing. The volatility, Andy, maybe maybe talk to that, maybe talk to the volatility and, and inflation and stuff like that. Maybe that's, you know, a good segue for you to sort of jump in. I, I think that we, we, when it comes to this, and we, we've always talked about uh,
1: coins, you, you you should be in it. You should have a little bit of a dabble, like a little bit here or there, not not significant amounts. You could you could have a couple of hundred dollars to you know hundreds of thousands of dollars, but I think it's interesting to play there because I think it's a it's it's a way of the future. But the way that they were sprouting Bitcoin and and Ethereum was, you know, this is the digital gold. Well, uh, sorry people, uh, there's a big fucking difference between that graph and that graph. Yeah. All right. There's
0: a big difference between oh, that graph. How and that we graph. put both of those graphs up at the same time. Like, all right, there we go. Maybe can we do that? <laughs> Look at that. Yeah. Yeah. So gold holding its own and then boom, down, down, down. Right. So there, there is. The, so is it, a, is it digital
1: gold? Yeah. In the digital world, maybe I don't know gold in digital world, whatever that actually means. It doesn't really mean anything, uh, but ultimately, it's a growth asset, right? So it's just, and and a growth asset is a speculative asset, which creates yeah. no income, by the way, folks. Just so you know. Yep. And and so when we're talking about growth stocks, uh, as opposed to value stocks, and there's a few different types of stocks, but when we talk about growth stocks, and this this is a really interesting. Um, conversation right now for investment portfolios uh have you noticed jace that the industry funds aren't advertising very much at the moment does anybody know so just give us a shout out if you've <laughs> seen like yeah. as much industry fund uh performance return advertising on television recently as what yeah. you have in the in the
0: boom yeah. time shares they've down just, down down they didn't they go up up, up. <laughs> they've certainly <laughs> shut their mouth up a little bit well one um, of those things um you know Alison says here, like comical when you can have a thumbs up or thumbs down to in- influence a coin value. But yeah, you know, what I <laughs> see about that, Andy, right? And and you've talked about this for a long time, the speed, the speed of money movement now is accelerated by technology, right? Uh, like it's it's yeah. Interesting time and, and when you start to talk about something like this, this this is a slide
1: and so this is a this is a belief. Right, of mine. It's it's not necessarily uh, the truth, uh, but this this is the way that I look at this. This is the the ASX um, two hundred. Now, this initial phase, right about here, this is where they started talking about the the, the interest rate rises. This is where Powell uh, in the US, and this is where the Reserve Bank started to actually talk about how they're going to raise interest rates. Now have a look at how quickly that fell. Now in my opinion and this is just an opinion guys and this is a theory that I'm working on at the moment. I go isn't that interesting? So market market dropped off there are other things that were happening there as well but you know then time as per normal then it actually happens and and it drops almost just as sharply uh, at that period of time. So so to me when I look at this graph at the moment I'm kind of going okay so the market started to pre-price in the interest rate drops uh, and, and just by the by, that wasn't the reason for that mass volatility, but it probably would have tailed off reasonably quickly. And then as soon as we start talking about it more publicly and the RBA and the US go, okay, we're, we're pulling the trigger, we're going to raise uh, interest rates. All of a sudden, bang, market reacts. So to your point, Jase, uh, the velocity of money, very, very quick. Fast. The amount of people in yep. in Robin Hood funds, which ironically Robin Hood may not be around um, in the not too distant future. Yeah, but, uh, a lot of these trading platforms that allow people to trade very very quickly based on whatever the clickbait that they read and whatever they they see in the market. You can see that there's opportunity for, for professional investors who actually know take a little bit of profit, sell out a little bit when it gets a bit too high, get in a little bit more when it when it when when it. Shits at pants and and then comes back through. So I guess the the theme is the markets were expecting this for quite some time. The Market started to price it in a little while ago, and for a period of time, you're going to end up with some uh, some pain in the markets from a consumer sentiment perspective. But then there's parts within the market. So when you look at some of the the uh, the market as a, as a whole, you're going to see a fairly aggressive downward trend. But I just want to show you a couple of different uh, different positions, right? And we always use the American market because it's just a greater sample size, uh, so there's, greatest, there's better statistics available. So this is uh, where my fat head is. This is the S&P Growth Index. So this is what we call growth stocks. And so this is what I would consider... Bitcoin to BJ's, right? Bitcoin is kind of that. It's going to go somewhere. Has it produced anything? No, but it's going to. So let's just pump lots of money into it, borrow lots of money, and let's just go and we'll get a billion investors in and then we'll be bigger than Ben Hur, right? Uh, As it goes. For those of you who don't know the Ben Hur quote, um, ask your grandma. (laughs) (laughs) So that, that's what we consider growth stocks. So they don't necessarily produce great levels of day-to-day income like your business, Jase, my business, like many solid businesses from around uh, the majority of small to medium businesses have good cash flow and have good income. Yeah. Right. The, the majority of businesses are not growth businesses, right? They're not businesses that just keep growing, 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 growing and, and give no income out or very little income out. But that's what these stocks are, right? So growth stocks, and this is just uh, a year view, US, S&P 500, happy days, uh, less happy days. If we took the graph back two years ago, you'd still be smiling like a Cheshire cat just by the buy because one thing that investors tend to do is they tend to go, but I had this much yesterday and I've got this much today. And beforehand, they went, I had this much yesterday, and I've got this much today. It was a good, it was a good six months. But then, oh, no, no, now it's terrible. You can't, you can't think like that when you're investing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll be the most nervous journey of your entire life. Yeah. But when we have a look at this chart, we go, well, okay, it's negative 5%, all right, over the last year. Not, not a huge decline, but that's the growth side. The value side isn't actually down too much, and and here I, I reckon this will actually come back up. That's my personal opinion. Uh, don't go and buy it just on that, but I reckon this is going to come back up because when I see slides like this, I go, "This is very, very sentiment driven." So value, yeah, 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 totally, yeah, yeah. Value is like small business. This is where companies have really good income streams, and look at it; it really hasn't done anything in the last year, apart from hold ground. Yep. Really hasn't done anything. Growth stocks have been all the vogue. But if you took these charts back even further, value stocks have just really done nothing for a while. But the growth stocks went like a rocket into space. And the
0: growth stocks went like this. Yeah. Like literally like that. And now they're like here. And and growth and value, explain that because, you know, like, is it something, you know, for those listening at home, Bob's talking, hey, listen, I'm not going to buy anything about a dividend anymore. So and you know, that is exactly right, Bob. Like yeah. when when interest rates
1: rise, and so th- th- this is a so and and I've been trying to explain this to people, and since I've been hanging out with you, Jace, it's very difficult because uh, <laughs> we we actually talk about it in different language terms. Uh, it is it's it, it, it's there's a there's a different reverse. vernacular, right? Yeah, there's a reverse relationship in the investment world as what there is in the in the property world. Uh, so. And even commercial property. So when you talk about interest rates and interest rate rises uh, when it comes to uh, the ability to pay a property back off, you're talking about you know principal payments and interest payments and the variation between that and the rent. Yeah. And that, but the variation between that and the rent, well, the, the variation between the interest rate and the rent, that can be controlled to a degree. The variation between the interest rate and interest payable versus principal when you're principal and interest, well, that can't be controlled other than pushing the loan term out further. Yeah, yeah. And so the interest is almost disproportionate to the amount of principal that you pay. Yes. Like almost insignificant. So when you raise it from two to three or two to four, the difference is, is, is negligible to a degree, right, comparatively. In companies and in stock markets, that's not the case. In growth companies, they might borrow a hundred or a million dollars and they borrow that. And so their cost of funding is 1%. Right. So all of a sudden they're $10,000 for a million bucks worth of capital that they deploy. And then they borrow another, another, and then they're, you know, so, so $10,000. But when that goes up by one or when that goes up by 100%, that literally means their cost of funding doubles. Yeah. And when you're talking about big growth companies that aren't borrowing a million dollars, they're borrowing 50, 100, 200 million dollars and they're not producing incomes like Bob said, they're not producing good dividend yields, then all of a sudden that gravy train, that's over, right? Because Mm -hmm. you got to pay the piper.
0: Yep, yep, yep. There's, there's There's always something to pay. Yep, you can only kick it down the road so far. And that's where you see this difference
1: between growth stocks actually having a bit of a swan dive, and this is where traditionally in
0: markets growth dies and value thrives. And yeah, but, we've been talking and about and then the values attached to some income producing, Correct. like calculation, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. So think of things like
0: Telstra in
1: Australia. Yeah, you, no, I mean, no, I don't want to you, think they're a pain in the ass. They're pretty much a pain, but you still pay them, don't you? You still pay I them every I, do. I week, don't every miss my
0: bill. I don't miss my bill.
1: <laughs> You're not allowed to miss your bill because you get cut off from the rest of the world. No matter yeah. how shit their service is, no matter how poorly you are connected, you always pay that bill. Uh, right? But you do. Yeah. And no matter how much is going on in the world, you switch on the lights when you wake up in the morning. Yeah, No matter what's going on, you fill your petrol into your car or you don't go anywhere. So there's companies that are income-producing companies that regardless of what happens in the world to a degree, they get affected but they are going to produce annuity income streams. Yes. And in times where people go, oh, oh fuck, oh, you know, I, I, I invested $10 and now I'm a millionaire and that's a bit obtuse, right? But- you get on the facebook growth journey people would be staggered if they knew how much money facebook actually made in comparison to its market capitalization i don't know it off the top of my head but it's ridiculous
0: yeah like, it it was like amazon for for 15 years as well wasn't it it was like they made nothing and yeah yeah yeah, yeah. crazy right and
1: and jeff is as much uh, a lucky business owner as he is just an amazing business owner uh, because sometimes, you, and you, you know it as well, Jace, is that sometimes business can be a bit of luck. You know, fortune favours the brave, and if you're yeah. the brave and you're prepared, then you can take advantage of the opportunity. But if the market goes in the opposite direction, if Amazon was getting set up right about now, he wouldn't be getting funding right no. about now. Uh, yeah. It wouldn't be taking off and it would be declining. So value stocks are those stocks whereby there is a solid income stream that's backing uh, the underlying investment, and that is where the flight tends to go right about now. We talk about, and we've sh- I've shared this a few times, but uh, in, times of, uh, in times of inflation, what do we look at? We start to look at real estate, right? Uh, so fixed assets, we start to look at um, real assets, right? which is different to real estate, but real assets, physical, tangible assets that produce stuff. We look at food. Farmland, and we look at gold. And when we start to look at these sorts of things, uh, and I'll jump back in. I've almost so when we look at it, yes, gold is going up, and I'm not saying go and buy gold, right? That's not what I'm saying by any stretch of the imagination. But gold is is a natural sort of safety that people go to. Gold has started to do very, very well since two two thousand and twenty when people were uncertain because markets don't like uncertainty. And then food. And uh, and if you have a look at the, the the food index, like it's not going, and I'm taking a bit of the piss here, but we've got the B- Big Mac index and it's growing okay. and it's growing and it's continuously starting to do so. It did actually drop there in 2015-16, but in the agricultural sector right now, um, for those of you in the know, it is farmland, booming.
0: Steak, yeah. cows, booming. Umi, point- I, I, I bloody, I've got, I had 40 head of cattle on my little farm, Andy, and I can't. I sold some, and I can't buy them back. I can't. I can't replenish my herd. They're too expensive. Yeah, it's and it crazy, it, and that's why you, you keep a couple. You keep the girls. You, you get a you, you rent the bull, and and, uh, I've got, and you go I've again. Got, I've got twelve, and they're all pregnant, so they've all. Uh, the bull jumped the fence, actually, which was quite good. I was happy about that. <laughs> <laughs> it's running a somewhere else. Yeah, I was like, oh, yeah, leave, let, it, let, let him alone. But, uh, yeah, exactly. You know, this is, it's a good, it's a good, it's the cycle, right? It's the, it's the seasons. And to tie that back into equities,
1: and this is what people don't understand, is there are companies in food, there are companies in real assets, there are companies in real estate, there are companies that thrive off gold, gold mining companies, companies that support gold mining companies, resources, employment opportunities in gold mining companies, recruitment agents for gold mining companies. There, all all of these industries exist, and they're in a different a different uh, kind of world. They're they're less flashy than the big growth days where people go. Dominos went from fifteen to thirty two dollars. But what's happening now is you will see potentially the index stall go sideways, as I showed you in some of those graphs, maybe go back up, but the mix of the index is going to be different. It'll change,
0: yep, yep. So so the top 200, the top 100 will change, yep. 50 will drop out and 50, 50 new will come in, yep, or 50 old that dropped out ages ago, but now they're back.
1: And, look, the banks might end up coming back to be, you know, the, um, the darling buds as well because – well, I think there's going to be well, they're, they're, they're not paying out. Uh, they're not they they're not lifting term deposit rates as far as they are. Uh, uh, I mean, they were quick to pass it on. They got a bit of hammering, but you look at your credit card, you look at your term deposits, you look at your savings account, and
0: then they were quick, mate. Like it was like it was thirty seconds later. <laughs> but but here's my prediction. I'm going to do this one, folks. We've done, Andy. And I've done this. Hey, we've been pretty good, actually. I wouldn't mind going back, actually, Andy, and nailing nailing our predictions. But as my prediction, we're going to get a refinancing boom, which which means, team, there will be more refinances done or mortgages reset in the next two years than there there was in the previous five or seven. Like it'll be on like Donkey Kong, and um, it'll be actually well worth people doing it. Um, well, it makes
1: it makes a bit of sense, doesn't
0: it? Because yeah. yeah. The best
1: way for the banks to refinance is to lower the amount that they can take out, that you can take out, but give you a little bit so that they can go through the process, put the cost of doing it into your hands as the consumer.
0: Think you're better better off. The the uneducated will get caught. The smart people will will get get what they need. And their balance sheet gets better because they can price
1: in the asset inflation, which they wouldn't have right right about now. They wouldn't, mate.
0: Uh, it's it's coming, and and folks, you know, Andy. Banks employ their own economists, and that economist's job is to pretend that they're smart, and they go, "Oh, folks, you know, property prices are going to go down twenty percent." And everyone goes, "Oh, better lock in my, better lock in my loans, better lock it, like, better do my interest Like they better do something. It's it's a bun- It's a bunch of clickbait frenzy bullshit as well. Because that person works for the bank, they don't. They, they're not independent oh. economists. It's bullshit. It's complete bullshit. Um, uh, it, it, uh, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. There, there's there's yeah. some interesting things going in and around that in the in the world of uh, equipment finance. There's a lot of volatility in rates at the moment. It, it's really interesting, it's, and it's yep.
0: not deserving. It, it, no. it, it, it's it really is an opportunist world. Yeah. There's going to be some. Some dodgy opportunists. I mean, Jeff, look at this, look, check this out. You know, I saw an ad for 7,000 to refinance. Absolutely. That's what's going to be out there, team. Jeff, you know, and, and Jeff's smarter than that as well. Uh, what's happening right now though, Andy, certainly in New Zealand, we, um, you know, some players, Resimac, entered the market in New Zealand, offering now 20-year interest-only loans. I love interest-only for property investors. Principal interest on your, on your owner-occupier, that's fine. Um, but, uh, there's gonna be some very interesting times when it comes to finance in the next two to five years. And uh some of Andy, those Yep, yep some Yeah, of those, they're gonna get inventive. The banks yep. are gonna get inventive as well. Uh, you watch, you watch, it'll it'll be back. It'll be back. There'll be there'll be structured responsible <laughs> lending out its best. <laughs> it'll back. happen, Andy. You and I know. All right. Well, what do we call that one done and dusted, mate? Um because there's so much to bloody talk about. I reckon we could friggin' keep going for another hour, but <laughs> yeah, well this is what happens when we don't catch up for a couple of weeks. But- I know, I know. There's plenty to talk about. We have truckloads to talk about, folks. So we will be circling around for next Friday. Uh we've got a it's been a bit bitsy the last month or two. Um, but uh Andy and I are pumped about getting things going. We've got uh Paul Sidorowski, uh, an absolute guru when it comes to business and tax. And um, he's going to join us uh, coming soon, I think on Tuesday. Uh, Andy's Tuesday go within, live. within mentoring and within yep. uh, and, uh, and
1: our, and our private clients. Uh, and then hopefully uh, next Friday, not confirmed yet, but if it's not Friday, uh, next Friday, it'll be the Friday after. And we'll get him in to, to talk all things uh, budget, tax, uh, how to prepare for the end of the year, uh, maybe the politicians might have done their dash by then, and, and maybe we might have a bit more headway. Mm-hmm. But uh, but he's always is is probably the most charismatic accountant uh, I've ever met, and and he's pretty much on the button as well. He's a very very astute character, so we'll we'll try and bring him into this forum uh, next Friday. So stay tuned, and uh, and certainly within our respective uh, uh, clients, we'll be doing a specialised one,
0: which where we can talk a little bit more about it uh, on Tuesday evening. Happy days. Well, keep an eye on that, folks. Well, uh, my friend, fantastic to hang out with you. Folks, good to see you guys. Uh, I, think, uh, I think that's it. Well, it's a good night from me and it's a good night from him. <laughs> good night, everyone. Good night. <laughs> good night, Australia. Good night, folks. You guys be awesome. Be well. Bye bye. Thanks for joining us.